Welcome, Sacred Disruptor, to the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, modern medicine priestess, golden age business mentor, and marketing muse for spiritual entrepreneurs. In this sacred temple, we explore what it means to embark on your spiritual journey towards sovereign embodiment, multidimensional leadership, and social justice while honoring a business of integrity. Gathered here are some of the world's leading mentors, healers, and revolutionists alike as they share activating codes of guidance and transmissions of wisdom that will empower you to thrive. As a sovereign leader, you are here, embodied in your truth and on your evolutionary mission to answer the call, move the masses, and activate your legacy for the generations to come. You are here to unleash your medicine. Welcome home. Hello, 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 and welcome back to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your guide, Sabrina Riccio, and this is a very, very, very special conversation because I have back Brittany Reed. This woman is another member of my soul squad. I've just been introducing you all to like my core, (laughs) my core ladies that I really connect with not just on a personal level, but really in business as well. And, you know, as I'm wrapping up the end of my social media sabbatical and just really honoring the cycle of my own life and embracing what it means for me to honor my energy as an entrepreneur, this episode is especially for the mamas out there, but truly for the ladies, because you have the ability to really master your business through cyclical living. And more than that, For my mamas out there, it's about mastering your business and mastering your own life, honoring your own boundaries, your own energy. And what I love most about bringing on guests that have already been um, on the podcast before, like Brittany was in episode nine. So one of my very, very first guests is seeing the evolution of, you know, where they were to where they are now. So I think Brittany is like the fourth person that I've had on twice um, on this podcast. And now she's a mama and she's pregnant again. And she's really seeing how that's really shifted um, becoming a mother, how it shifted, you know, her boundaries and what it means for her to be an entrepreneur, a mompreneur. And so we're going in deep as usual. And if you don't know Brittany, she's the founder of a luxurious and really spiritually rooted brand, Cyclical Living. And so her whole mission here is to really revolutionize the way women approach their business through their cycle. And so she's used so much of her own experience, so much of her passion for holistic nutrition and really food and dietary and just what it means to reclaim your feminine nature. And so now she's really passionate about sharing this with other women in business. And so Cyclical Living is a really beautiful new brand that Brittany's been building that's really here to help through a very intuitive and structured method for these female entrepreneurs who really desire to step into deeper space of leadership by really becoming a leader of their hormones and their own cycle so that you can work more efficiently with the rhythm and flow rather than against it. So, um, you know, in this episode, we're going in deep. We're talking about her journey with postpartum. We're talking about what it means to balance business, her relationship with her partner, her relationship with her son, who's a year and a half, and her relationship with self as well. Because, you know, 
gratefully with, with Instagram and social media, we are finally having more conversations around mental health and postpartum, which has been such a blessing. And it's important to understand that, you know, all of it is part of the key word that kept coming up to this journey was evolution. And so we're talking about like really the evolution of your business through cyclical living as a mama and that evolution, you know, understanding how the world of business is also evolving. And so talking about mental health is one of the key pillars of why I started this podcast. So I love that I get to share voices of mothers and bring more of this transparency because this is how we're going to start to become part of the solution is by having the courage to have those difficult conversations. So we talk a lot about, you know, these stigmas and importance of embracing the little things and seeing the major successes and recognizing and becoming humble to this journey of being an entrepreneur and a human, right? And because we were talking a lot about motherhood, we were talking about the rise of the starseed children that are coming through that have so much wisdom and are so aware and how they share their wisdom with us that we can continue to learn from the future, right? These future, this future generation that is going to be what's leading the world. And so something I really wanted to talk with Brittany about to share with you all is her decision as to why she made that conscious choice to not share her son's life on social media. I think this is such a beautiful conversation to talk about because these kids are coming into this world, like only knowing social media, like we were the last generations to remember what life was like before it. And so this was a really important thing I wanted to be sharing with you all, just something to really start considering so that we can really understand how do we adapt and adopt technology into our children's lives without having it completely take over, but cultivating that balance as well. And so we ended this conversation talking more about cyclical living and what it means to really plan our business around our cycles, um, because you know, growing your business through your cycle allows you to create smarter, not harder, especially for women. And, you know, we have to understand that through our hormones, like we are not like men. (laughs) And so you have total permission to create this life based on your terms. So we're talking a lot about that and, you know, what it means to really create practical, practical and useful courses and programs that are actually implement, that you can actually implement Um, So these are the things that I've been super passionate about. These are the things that Brittany and I have been talking about regularly. And so, you know, just understand that you have every right to create the life of you want, you want the business you want, but it, it comes down to you embracing and honoring your energy, your hormones, your balances, your mental health and all the things. And that's what we're really talking about in this conversation. So make sure if you haven't, please subscribe share this episode. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave a rating and review. And you can also watch this episode on YouTube and make sure you take a screenshot and tag Brittany at Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y, the letter C and then read. Tag me at Sabrina Riccio or at Sovereign Society Podcast. Let us know you're listening. And I really invite you to take notes. And if you know any women, um, especially mamas that are still struggling, mental health, postpartum, please share with them this episode, especially if they run a business, because the rise of mental health and entrepreneurship is increasing ever since the shutdown. 
And like I said, my mission here is to deliver as many resources as I can to help you. So please share this with your community if it moves you. And let's start to get the conversation going. We're going to be talking more about it inside the Sovereign Society community if you'd like to join. And let's let's dive in deeper about what it means to really master your business through your cyclical living and enjoy Hello, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I have one of my favorite people on the planet here, truly. Brittany Reed's like, I love her. This is actually the second time she's been on this podcast. She was episode nine. So like that tells you how much this space has evolved, how much Brittany has evolved. Like she was, she wasn't a mama then. Now she's pregnant with baby number two. And I'm like, it's just been so fun seeing Brittany's journey. And this is one of the women that I really call on and for business support, for friendship, and just for overall sisterhood. And Brittany's one of my members of my soul squad. So those are my group of ladies that I, I call on when, you know, to celebrate, to ask for support and all the things. And, uh, I'm just super grateful for this woman and I'm excited to be talking more about our conversation today because we're going in and talking about, you know, what Brittany's really passionate about. And a lot of that is talking about cyclical living and also just talking about, you know, running a business, being pregnant and with her partner and being a mama of I had a little one that's like under the age of two. So like this woman is a superstar and uh, I'm really grateful she's here. So thanks, Britt, for taking the time out of your wild schedule uh, to come and chat. Thank you. I'm just sitting here reflecting on how blessed I feel the podcast world brought us together because that's how we met. And Mm -hmm. it's been so beautiful because you were on my podcast as well and to be here today. And it is wild times. Uh, my little one is at his nan's <laughs> today. So it's um, it's nice to actually have um, more than just 45 minutes to an hour to do something. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm so excited to be here. And thank you for such a beautiful introduction. Mm, of course, I love you. But I want to dive in straight into that. So I know there's a lot of mamas that listen or, you know, women who want to be mamas down the line. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious to hear, like, how has that transition been? I know, like, Keanu's, like, older now, Mm -hmm. but, well, he's still a little guy, but you've got Keanu and you're pregnant. You're in your second trimester. You're third now. You're in your third. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, she's in her third trimester. And so I just want to hear, like, how has the balance been and really cultivating um, the boundaries for yourself Mm -hmm. as well as that self-nourishment, as well as like running an online business and being there for your partner and being there for your little one too. Fascinating thing was when we recorded the first podcast, I was pregnant. We didn't know yet Mm. on together. And then we found out shortly after because it was November. And so Yeah, I'm having baby number two here soon. So life has been a bit of a (laughs) journey. Um, Becoming a mom, I would say, has been one of the most 
stretching journeys I've gone on so far and it's been the most beautiful at the same time and um just for the listeners you'll know that like I'm gonna <laughs> say it how it is and be really direct and honest about like that's what we do here yeah. so I there's no filter here <laughs> you know that around it because um motherhood was something I always dreamt about and in the previous podcast we talked a bit about miscarriage too because I had gone through that journey multiple times. And so this little cosmos that we have, Keanu, he, you know, he's just this little rainbow baby of, of magic and massive energy um, already. And so it's been interesting because when I look at um, our lives before becoming a mom, um, I didn't, I understood what I was building in terms of a business because I wanted to travel more, which, so it was all about like location freedom, um, you know, making money whenever. And so that was such a special journey to embark on, um, to be able to support this one, even though what I learned <laughs> was my old way of even operating still doesn't really support motherhood in the ways that I view motherhood and how I want to be a mother. Um, so that has been a really big challenge um, because I really loved the business model I had. And I also, um, both my partner and I are very driven people. We have, we love working and we also really love family and in both of our um, astrological charts, it says that like so strong, like you're very much career people and also family. And so we, um, we have this dynamic that we're always trying to balance and, and nurture each other's goals and dreams, which, um, you know, there's, there's been power play around being like, well, mine's, <laughs> my thing's more important than your thing. And not mm -hmm. out of like something's more important, but it's like, because there's such a depth of the work that we do and how much we care about, you know, being of service to, to also uh, this mission outside of our family. Um, it's been a challenge to, how do we create new boundaries? How do we create new communication and how do we really support each other? Um, and that has looked very different. I feel very blessed, though, in my postpartum journey that I um, had the awareness of my, my cycle before, my hormone health, my health in general, um, like herbs and different homeopaths and things to take. So I had a really smooth postpartum um, journey in terms of healing my physical mm -hmm. body. But the biggest the biggest challenge for me is the, the maiden into motherhood. And I thought I really had loved her up and like kind of let her go <laughs> and stepped into motherhood. But it's, um, I would say it's been the most stretching, um, most stretching. And there's been moments where I'm like, I love being a mom. And I also just <laughs> want my time back. Mm -hmm. And it's been challenging because you have this beautiful, this beautiful little being that's growing and you're just witnessing and in awe, but your whole life, like when they say your life changes, when you become a mom, I didn't realize like actually how 
drastic. It changes, which it changed, um, obviously for the good, but it's really- about instead of change, let's say evolved, evolved. Yeah. Let's, let's use evolved. <laughs> it totally- Your words have power, but I think like evolution brings more like yeah. grace with it. You know what I mean? Not like, Oh, it's this huge drastic change. Like everyone's like, uh, but yeah. it's an evolutionary process in itself. Yeah. And I mean, we, <coughs> he was about six, six months and we were about to go to Hawaii before the world lockdown. So traveling is really important to us. And that's how I feel like my, those maiden aspects of myself get to still thrive. And I really love that spontaneity and just immersing myself in new culture and food and, and that. So because I haven't had that in the ways that we used to have it, it's been um, very, um, like my mental health has been something that I've had to really work on because I have felt trapped um, in my house because I work from my computer and then I also am home full time. And it's also minus 40 in the middle of winter here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mind you, she's in Canada. So <laughs> they're on that Celsius to my uh, Americans yeah. listening. <laughs> Maybe cold. And I'm like a nature lover. I want to be out in the sun. I want that. Like, oh, I want it all of there. Mm-hmm. But it's been like in your house and um, it's been challenging in that way. But it's now going on baby two. That's my response. I don't know what it's going to be like. Well, that's, that's what I wanted to, that's what was going to be my next question is like how, like that journey of navigating through postpartum Mm -hmm. while also running that business, because there's a lot of emotions, a lot of hormone shifts and a lot of, you know, adjustments um, to the evolution of your life. Um, But yeah, I think I'm I'm grateful that there is more talk around mental health, Um, as a whole, but it's specifically postpartum because it's kind of, you know, we grew up in a society and culture, regardless if you're in Canada or even here, where mental health was was kind of shunned or like silenced. Mm-hmm. And that was a huge uh, conditioning and also upbringing that I feel like is so deep in cellular memory. Like our parents and the generations before, they didn't feel comfortable um, talking about mental health because it was always a taboo thing. Mm-hmm. Um So I know for me, that's like the main reason why I built and created this space was to talk about social justice issues, to bring the opportunity to bring up more voices that have either been silenced or haven't given a platform to share their truth and to really speak up about mental health. Um, Because this is the only way we're going to evolve. This is just, it looks like evolution and evolve is the key word of this conversation today. But, you know, this is, these are the things that we need to talk about more because I was reading that a lot of the statistics, especially after the shutdown, that um, the, the majority of like entrepreneurs are actually having severe mental health issues, being at home, not being able to travel. Like there's a lot of pressure in that sense. And let alone, and then on top of, if you have postpartum depression, these things aren't discussed or talked about enough. No, 
They aren't. And something I just really love and respect about you is that like, you're so educated in that form. You educate me so much about social injustice and everything. And it's been such a blessing because I realized through the process of meeting you, I didn't really actually have someone in that space. And for me, I love that. I just also Mm. don't um, sometimes know where to find information. I feel like I live under a rock sometimes, even though I'm in the online space, (laughs) I'm like, where am I? But yeah, the, the postpartum journey, I feel so blessed that I have this incredible partner who I can really um, talk with and we can talk about uncomfortable things. And it's obviously not um, easy sometimes, especially if it's us trying to figure out something <coughs> with each other um, and our dynamic. But he really... Um, he's really advocated for my health and my well-being postpartum. And he's a very integral part of, of our lives, meaning that he, um, well, he's just integral altogether. And he's the father of my child and my second. Shout out to Justin. Yeah, yeah, Justin. He's so nourishing and he always wants to make sure I'm very nourished. And um, he knows that like, he would easily just like take Keanu to, to, you know, have, so I could have some space to myself where I know like not all men have that capability or, or have that initiative to them where um, he's, he's been there. And so he's been working actually at home a lot through this sort of lockdown experience that we've gone through globally that um, I really recognized like how healing and nourishing that was to me. So I don't know what it would have been like if he would have been still at their family office a lot. Um, But within our dynamic, like even when he, even when we just had Keanu, like I could, um, and we were done our 40 day sadhana together of just like a cocooning period um, right after, but I could still go to the office and like there was a back room where like his mom's so amazing and she like got a rocker and like all mm. different things so that I could actually come. And then they were like, can I hold him? And then like, I actually was able to um, go and nap <laughs> or do something. And so having that space there, and it reminds me a lot of, um, you know, there's so many women that go through postpartum by themselves because they are it's like here's the baby um you know the maybe the man goes back to work or whatever and you know maybe they don't have family around them and they're just she's just kind of left by herself and it actually has been shown in studies that in cultures like ours where that's sort of the norm it's changing and evolving based off of how we can work, but again, evolve. It's evolving. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know what? Something funny is change budgets, challenge. And there's another word that I've been playing with dismantling the frequencies of just not like it being icky. Like I've been playing with those words. Um, maybe it. that's why you're using all of them. I'm like repeating. <laughs> I'm working on your subconscious Brit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in this, um, there's been so much studies that show, you know, in cultures where there is more of a village that takes care of their, the children 
and there's not Mm -hmm. so much pressure on the mom and it's her job and that she has to, you know, have the whole house put together, have the job, have the career, have the business, have the baby. And like Instagram does a really great job at one bringing mental health awareness and also postpartum and like that community. But it also still portrays that like, I can be like working and have my baby right beside me. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It'd be a Keanu's conversation the entire time. And there's this portraying of like perfection still that I find a lot of women um, that have also become moms or are moms that have worked with me say they have a really hard time with because there is this portraying of like the woman can completely do it all. Well, yes, we can, but we can also lean on, you know, the support around us. It does not make us anything less than like, because why are we trying to do it or do it alone? Right. Well, I think a lot of that is evolving too, now that we're in the Aquarian age and it is more about collaboration and community. But I mean, I totally agree with the village, um, you know, mindset and like that group uh, support. Uh, Like my whole family, we were, my dad comes from one of eight. So my grandmother has 14 grandchildren and two great grandchildren. And then on my mom's side, I came from an immigrant family. So my nonna and nonno, they raised me while my parents were working. Um, So I have a lot of that. Um, I think that's where like I have more of that awareness as like a global citizen because I was literally raised by immigrants, you know, like. Mm I always saw myself as, I never saw myself as an American per se. Like I always saw myself as an Italian living in America. Mm -hmm. Like I started taking on a lot of those uh, traits of that immigrant and growing up. And they were also extremely hard workers and all these things. And so I think it's really important, you know, if you have that gift and that blessing with uh, the family support, because there's things that they'll learn beyond mom and dad as well um, from the other parts of the village that can be your family. You know, like my grandmother now, she's 89 and uh, we were like, you know, we were playing the same house that like my dad grew up in, you know, kind of thing. And so um, there is something really special and unique to that. And I think part of the whole quarantine, um, like reset, you know what I mean? Where really are, um, examining and have had a more time to reflect. Um, and I think this is part of the reason why we had to have go through 2020, like the way we did. And even into 2021 is to remember what's actually important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's giving us, it's given us a time to take that step back, to really reflect and to see like, not even what boundaries, but like, what are we calling in? What what do we, what don't we want? Not just in our lives, but maybe our, our children's lives, our future children's lives, our family's lives. And remembering what's actually important because we have slowly become, um, you know, uh, our conditioning and our culture has become so vanity driven mm-hmm. um, by material things and all this stuff and, you know, what it looks like and how things are portrayed, especially in like a celebrity, um, you know, Hollywood, especially coming from California, I see it, but celebrity Hollywood kind of mm-hmm. um, perspective that this means success, but that success can easily be like, wow, you know, like. My, you know, my partner's mom is like being so considerate and having this rocker for me, for me to take care. Like that to me is a level of success that isn't talked about enough mm-hmm. because it's not portrayed or like Instagram worthy maybe, but like that in itself is a blessing. And I think we need to start having um, more of those conversations about the little things that are actually like 
really impactful in our lives as well. Yeah. That, that rocker was Instagram famous for quite a long time. There's a lot of Instagram stories on this rock in the back. Cause I was like, oh my. And I got to lay there and the, the sun hitting my face through the window. Sometimes I was just like, oh, yes. and just knowing that, you know, we have the opportunity, um, even through those moments last year to that he was still available that I could like, I, I could go and talk to call, you know, call my partner at any time. I didn't have to wait until lunch or coffee break or, and that, I mean, that this is like where I kind of live in the world. There's a lot of, um, women that stay home and then the man goes to work and he's at a job where you pretty well, like don't see him until six 30, you know, and, and that's just sort of this, this way of being a lot of people, um, it's changing and evolving quick, very quickly here. And there's there's more of that balanced dynamic between the father and the mother doing, you know, raising the child together. But I remember actually there was a moment where it was pouring rain and we were like locked in our houses. Like we were put in our rooms. I said that Mother Earth put us in our rooms, like each family into their room to go and like yeah, deal with, you know, these, these aspects. Because I don't, the as much as it was very, very, there's a lot of roller coaster moments through being trapped, feeling like I was trapped in this house compared to my kind of free traveling um, lifestyle before was that we would have been traveling so much last year that I probably wouldn't have actually been able to like fully witness the presence of this little being grow. And it's been beautiful to have that and then also really work on the refinement of our business and get really clear with okay there's baby two coming what is it that we need to do to set up the foundation and the systems and the structures so that my being can just thrive even more with two babies under two and my postpartum journey oh i mean i'm just i'm i'm so excited for you with this new baby, you know, we've been talking a lot and, you know, connecting and this baby's I I know is really like inviting you to like look deeper and to really shift and uh, take a deeper level of responsibility for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I, you know, with all the times we talk on the phone, Britain and I talk all the time, <laughs> even if it's just texting, but like, the time I really feel well <laughs> for pardon. Other- What'd you say? Time change works really well because, um, we, oftentimes you'll call me like when it, it's just the, always the perfect time, like the time change of, yeah, she's like two hours ahead of me. So it just happens. Like, it's just like, Oh, I just put Keanu down or I'm like, okay, so probably Keanu's taking a nap. Let me like call her and check in on her and see how she's doing yeah. or text. So Um, but I do, but like with this, with this new baby, like, you know, and this isn't another like Aquarian age baby that you're bringing in. And so I do feel that these new ones that are coming in, Mm -hmm. they have such, um, an innate wisdom because they're coming in in a new millennia. They're coming in post 2012. They're coming in, in like after the chaos, you know, and, um, there's so many lessons to learn. And I, I do feel like these like babies are such advanced star seeds, you know? And so they're teaching us. They are. He, um, our little one right now, like the intelligence he has and 
the intuition and the, just the intuitive knowing. And it's absolutely like mind blowing to me for him to be where he's at developmentally already at a year and a half. Like I can see that. And with our new little one coming, I just, I'm excited to witness the presence of what he's going to be like, but the, um, my grandma, before she passed, she kept saying this, the saints are coming back to clean up mm. the rest of the world. <laughs> and she kept reminding me about May 16th, which is near our, near our due date. And I just, when is your due date? The 23rd. I would love to see that baby come like a week early, just so like your grandma, you know, knew like that would be really beautiful. So she just kept saying like, Brit, May 16th, the saints are coming back and, you know, to like coming to clean up all of this, this yuckiness here, Mm -hmm. so much yuckiness and it's going to be a peaceful place in September. And she just kept sharing these dates with us. Um, And specifically, she said, write it down in your calendar, Brittany, May 16th. And I I was like, Grandma, you've never told me to write anything down in my calendar. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So it's really, it's really fascinating. And just witnessing his, like, the way he moves around and with, like, learns things and is is interacting with things it's so different it's so advanced to me I'm like how do you even know how to do that or like and we have we haven't even shown him to mimic it like there's just these these connections that he just has and he just knows and does and yeah Mm -hmm. he's such a strong-willed person yeah something I'm really um fascinated and have so much respect for you for that I want to talk about because I don't think it's talked about enough. You're very like, like aware and you're, you're very cautious of making sure that like Keanu isn't all over social media because mm-hmm. your whole take is that you want him to make that decision. If you want hit, I think that's so incredible. So I would love for you to share like your reasoning as to why you don't show or share Keanu anymore and you're not like feeding him at this subconscious developmental ages, like life with the phone, Mm -hmm. you know, because these kids, that's all they're going to know. Like we're the last generation to remember what life was like without like pre-technology taking over. Like we play outside, we played outside as kids without like a phone in our hand. Like we, you know what I mean? So I'm really, I would love for you to share more as to what was that call and that decision that you decided to not share Keanu on social media? Yeah. So we actually had Keanu and, um, I mean, the last thing I was thinking about truly is like posting him on social media. Cause I was just in like, I was in such a, a space when after birth, like I was in a very transitional space. So we, we didn't announce that he was born for, I think it was like two weeks or something, you know, other than family and friends, like they, they knew, but we didn't like do any sort of announcement. Um, And a lot of people, it was interesting to see society's conditionings around like, Oh, we know Brittany's due on this date there is no baby yet. What happened? Mm-hmm. And baby's fine. Baby's healthy. <laughs> we are just cocooning at home. Um, and I remember uh, like announcing and sharing a photo 
And I, I looked at Justin and I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I don't know if I actually want to publish him on social media because I feel like he needs to decide. And then we kind of just, I was like, you know, like, oh, I'm so excited. It's my baby. You know, there was this aspect. And so I did kind of post about him for, for a while, definitely when he was really young. Um, I think he was, we kind of stopped posting probably around when he was about nine months, but I, I also wanted women to see that you can create a beautiful business with a baby too. And, and I mean, my brand is my life. And so he's part of my life. And um, there definitely was some photos. They're all removed now. Um, we did that last year, but the, the, it was me really listening to the call I felt initially once he was born was that I don't want him on social media until he decides that he wants to be on social media. And I mean, if he wants to be on social media, amazing, like that's his choice. Um, but it was really a decision of going one, like I want you to choose and you to have your own communication with the world in the ways that you want to. Like, I don't want to publish anything that you wouldn't want to. So I just felt like I was going against him um, and his rights and like his voice because he can't voice anything. Well, now he can, <laughs> but he can't say, I don't want to be on social media. And so, yeah, we removed him and I, and it felt so good. And, um, you know, we share with our family and friends, but the, the, the big, the big kind of balance we're finding is that we do work a lot on um, our computers. So we try to go downstairs a lot or into a different room while we're on it. Um, and I also want him to grow up with a healthy relationship though with it, because I personally saw a lot of kids growing up that didn't get it. And that fueled more of like, Mm -hmm. curiosity in that yeah. way too it's like yeah they're go like if you can adjust and not have it be so taboo then there isn't more of that rebellion in yeah. a sense because it's it, there's um a respect like they're they're learning respect of it mm -hmm. that's how I see alcohol growing up with me like alcohol was never taboo in my family that's why I, and I to this day I don't really drink you know because I wasn't seen as like the, the monster. So it's like, oh, I want to go into that shadow and check out and see yeah. and be almost, you I know what I mean? Totally get that. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are so curious that it's like, I wonder why they're more rebellious because it's just, mm -hmm. there's curiosity of it. And that's the same way with alcohol in my family. Like we, it, there was, it was never taboo. And my parents were like, well, if you're going to drink it, I'd rather know like what you're drinking and how much you have with you. So, yeah, totally. You know, um, and that's how I see, cause I saw, like, I saw a lot of kids that didn't have it, um, it for various reasons, which, you know, totally respect it. But when say they would come over to our house, that's all they would want to do. Right. Because they didn't have that and they didn't develop mm -hmm. that respect relationship with it. So we really, um, I'm not anti devices around him for sure, because I just feel like that's going to feed that rebellious. And then it's going to be even more of a interesting dynamic to work with, but we do really, um, I'm hyper aware of it for sure. Just my phone use and my computer use around him. So I do try to really make sure that 
I'm only working when he's napping or like today he's with his nan um, or like on weekends when Justin can have him and, and then we're kind of in a different room. Um, it's mm-hmm. also because he thinks that um, every time <laughs> we go on a computer because of quarantine, what I have found is that he wants, anytime he sees a computer or something, he wants to call his Mimi, his nan, his auntie or uncle, like he wants to call someone. Cause that's he's the how. cutest one. I'm on the phone with you and he's just all like shy yeah. and like he pops on feeling all sly. Yeah. <laughs> it's been, um, interesting because part of his, you know, from six months, it was, he was about seven months when lockdown happened, you know, um, up until like still sort of today with the restrictions we have here in Saskatchewan. Um, but you can tell like any sort of device that comes out, he was just like Mimi. And then because my, my mom, she'll, she's called Mimi. (laughs) She, um, will like sing him songs or like do things like on the, the FaceTime that he'll go round, round, Mimi, round, round. I want Mimi to sing wheels on the bus. (laughs) He loves vehicles. So that's been, um, something that we, you know, try to continue to balance, but I just feel so much better knowing that I'm honoring his voice, the, the voice that's not there to say, yes, I want that posted on social media or no, I don't Mm -hmm. because my social media is very public. It's not like I have a private account or, you know, like it's, it's very different. And I think that he is the right to decide that. So I think that's incredible. I remember when you were sharing that with me, I was like, that is so, that's such a bold move. And I I have so much respect for that. I, I think it's, I think it's incredible because it can be overbearing too, you know, and like for him to have all that information about him before he even, like you said, made that choice, I think is so incredible. But um, speaking of balance and and honoring. I want to talk more now about, um, you know, your whole drive right now and mission has been teaching more about cyclical living and talking more about, you know, how to plan accordingly on your cycle and being aware of the various phases. So this is especially for the ladies there here that listen. Um, I want to know, cause I know you were talking before about postpartum Mm -hmm. and how you knew with like various herbs and like hormone balance that made it a little more, um, it made it smoother than maybe someone who didn't have that awareness. Um, so I just want to hear more about what, uh, about your pivot with your business to focus more on, uh, cyclical living and how that's really supported, um, you know, people with their business and, and why you feel like this information is so needed like now more than ever. Mm, yeah. So cyclical living has been something that is kind of like a, a colliding of all aspects of my life, um, in like a very forefronted way of like, this is what we do. Cause it was very much of what I did behind the scenes with a lot of my clients for a really long time. Um, and that's just, I just was kind of the way it was, but to go all the way back. Um, I mean, when I was 14, I was put on birth control and it was like, Oh, you have a cycle. Oh, you also kind of like have a boyfriend. Like when I was young, but I wasn't, you know, <laughs> was it a boyfriend? <laughs> like, you know, when you're in that space, I'm 14. Um, but my parents like did it cause they wanted 
one, they wanted to help me with my symptoms. Um, cause that's just like what apparently you did, you know, this is well over a decade ago. This is like more, more, I don't even know time right now. It's one thing. About yeah. What is time? What is time <laughs> and pregnancy on top of it and motherhood. It's like, mm, what's time. But, um, I, I started off with, you know, a really disconnected relationship to my cycle um, because that's what, I mean, artificial hormones, that's what it's going to do with you. It's not going to connect you into the space, into the, the portal of superpowers that we have as women. And it was the one non-holistic thing that I was ingesting. So I didn't drink pop. I didn't, didn't like take Advil even when I was younger. Um, I just so kind of just fell into, a um, working with a naturopath when I was 14, when I was young. And that kind of ignited this, this desire to really become more aware of our, our harmony with plants as, as humans being. Um, and so the one thing I was taking was birth control and, um, it was just something I thought, oh, well, this is just kind of like what you do. You know, I definitely wanted to avoid pregnancy when I was younger. Um, and so I just kind of took it. I didn't really realize the damage it was doing though. And the damage of just disconnection with myself, with my intuition, mm-hmm. um, and also just not being able to really create these beautiful hormonal pathways that were going to be vital for my menopausal stage and like, and also like future health. Cause that's what happens when we take care of our hormones really, really well. And so this process of disconnection led me to study holistic nutrition when I was, um, I, I was about 19 and I went to a private college out on the West coast and studied holistic nutrition And I was just so fascinated by hormones and I love that they're like messengers, you know, like they just, they share certain messages to different areas of our body. And so that process, um, I I went off of birth control then, um, and that's what really helped me reclaim everything about myself, my power, who I was Mm -hmm. deep in my connection with my feminine nature, be able to understand what my body was doing more rhythmically, because even though I knew what was happening and I was in touch with myself, there was still this static hormonal rhythm that was happening because of the artificial hormones before. So I went and studied holistic nutrition. That's um, when really I started working with women with their hormones. Um, And we did a lot of nutrition work at the start. That was my first business around um, reclaiming your hormones just by actually living a, like a white sugar-free life. <laughs> so any artificial sugars, and then um, just living more in that balance of, of really stabilizing your blood sugar and how important that is for hormone health. So we did a lot of that and, and that led me to actually doing a lot of work around the world, which was really fun. Um, this feels like a whole previous life ago when I was sharing this, <laughs> but that's what, um, really gave me a taste for, um, time freedom based living and like travel based living. Um, and in this space, I started to recognize that when I was working with brands with their nutrition and like putting together recipes and that it's such a big passion of mine, um, that 
and I was serving women in one-on-one containers and, and programs with their hormone health and their connection with their womb. So we did hormone health um, and womb health in, together in this space that I um, started to really recognize I love business because I see systems and strategies really well. <laughs> and then going through, you know, a bigger journey with my astrological chart last year, I was like, ah, oh, this makes so much sense. And why I personally early on in my journey had a big struggle with like being in the space of this, like the flow and having that space but also like loving to get into like funnels and like, you know, like how do we, Oh, I know. Yeah, you know. So it's like, <laughs> turn on both of them. And I'm like, yeah. it was a Virgo, 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 Virgo. So, um, so it was interesting. There was a couple of my clients that worked with me really early on in, in when I was helping them support their online business. And they were just like, why don't you teach this? And there was a program that I had run about, um, there was a program I ran about womb health and like that reclamation process of that before you start your business. And, um, and then I helped these women, you know, and I've helped many women grow their businesses and it's been so much fun being with the systems and strategies and that. But the main thing that I actually did was I grew my business through my cycle and it, because it was such an embodied experience, I didn't even really realize that that was such a huge piece of it. Um, Mm -hmm. because I was doing all of the womb healing. I was living through my cycle. It was just part of my being because I had struggled so young with hormone health and symptoms and different things that, um, I remember sitting there and they're like, why don't you do this? And I was like, I, I have this sense that I need to become a mom first. I was like, I don't know why, but I won't be able to teach this until I become a mom. Mm. And within four months of becoming a mom, I was taught, I was, you know, with, with my mentor and I just kept talking to her about cycles and, and, and this business and pairing it with your business and how, you know, it's just grown my business in this symbiotic way with harmony, where I feel like I have the capacity to be a mom, have two kids under two, you know, and just keep growing a business. Like, I feel like I really have energetic capacity to continue to grow because I'm such in rhythm with myself now Mm -hmm. um, that that's what really initiated it. And so she just like, I can feel it in your voice and like, I can hear it. And so she's like, what's really like stopping you, you know? Mm. And I was like, well, I've built this whole brand, <laughs> you know, like I built this whole thing. And it's like that next evolution of our mission. That's so mm. much bigger than us that I was scared of it. Like I was scared mm. because to me, cyclical living the platform, it's not about me. It's not about them. Like it, I've lived Brittany Reed on social media for so long because nothing else came to my awareness for a brand name, which was part of me reclaiming like me and standing in Brittany Reed. Cause I did have such a, a vulnerable experience with, with myself and my name for a while that I feel like that was the reclamation of like really claiming that space but also um, the cyclical living is like, it's a movement. 
it's like a new paradigm of how women can approach their business and how when we approach our business through this methodology, we start to understand our workflow in a way. And you know this so well with like planning with the astrological, you know, the planets and everything. It's like, it's just allows this richness to come into our business and it's very ritualistic, but it also is very strategic because what's happening in our brain and what's happening hormonally is impacting what we can actually do. It, there's just, there's just no way around it. Like our hormones are everything. Yeah. And I think the challenge has been with that is that we haven't been taught these things. Like I've been really tapping in lately because when I created Alchemize Your Systems, for instance, it was like, I wanted to create a program of the things I was always looking forward to be taught, right? And it, I think there's so much of that conditioning, especially in the world of business, because we grew up in school where we were taught things that are useless, like things that were never practical, things we're not going to use. And I think that... Um, that like templating also went into people and they'd build business where there's just a lot of fluff and bullshit, but there was never actually the things that, that were necessary or like really informative that could be like direct and to the point that can actually produce real results because there are things that are, um, pr are practical. That's the only way to say it. They're practical. It's practical information that can really help you accelerate. It's not just like fluffy or like make your brand look prettier or like more mystical or whatever, but it's like, what are the things that you can deliver that are actually tangible, that will produce tangible results and are actually, um, things that you'll use beyond the six week, the three month, whatever, two hour workshop. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's my prayer for the world of business is that, these leaders are starting to create more programs, more offerings that are actually useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, and I, I think that's part of how we're shifting the paradigm of business. That's why I really feel the world of business is shifting is because I think we were always conditioned or taught that it needs to look like this because we were taught by teachers that were doing the same thing. And a lot of us were taught by the same teachers. A lot of us did the same programs together, you know? And so I think it's really beautiful that a lot of people are answering the call or hearing, or maybe if you were just starting your business, like you're seeing like what we've learned, not they're on like trial and error and like, you know, of what we think a business is supposed to look like. But then when we can start to like tune in, like really like go within and like allow ourselves to share like what's motivating us, what's inspiring us, like starting to put the pieces together of our own journey of like what we've always been interested in, what our passions have been, what our gifts have been, and then create something um, that like contains all of that. That's when I feel like you're going to produce content and courses that's actually impactful, mm -hmm. like things that are actually pra practical, things you can actually apply, things that make sense. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's what I'm like really excited to see more of in the world of business. And like I said, I mean, that's what I like did with Alchemize Your Systems. I know that's what you're doing with Cyclical Living. It's like, 
we're just, this is, I feel like this is how you truly answer the call is by delivering something that's actually not even approachable, but like that, that's, that's useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause it, it is so, um, like there's literally certain things to do at certain phases of your cycle. Mm-hmm. And also at the same time, it's a very experiential journey of your feminine nature. And so there's this, this deeper level of intuition and trust and leadership that comes from understanding what to put where in a very practical way that is a system that's going to leverage your hormonal structure to then be able for you to like completely do what you want and also be so much more in touch with yourself so that you can, you know, do the other layers of work that you want to do. Um, and you can lead in a way because you know yourself at such a deep hormonal space. Cause it's just messengers, like hormones are messengers, <laughs> you know? Um, mm-hmm. And it's so important because the, the biggest thing I hear women say is they avoid the systems and the strategies and the structures because they worked say a nine to five where there was that structure, right? Nine to five, Monday to Friday, Mm-hmm. You do X, Y, and Z that, and it led them to burnout. So they have this, this wound around if I have systems and structures and this practicality, like I'm potentially going to burn out again. But the cool thing about the systems and structures that, you know, Alchemizer system has and this cyclical living um, philosophy is that it's a framework for you to utilize and it's practical so that you can leverage this deep energetic rhythm that you already have and access it, but in a very practical way of going, okay, this is when like, it's actually best for me to be here in my business because that's actually what my rhythm is teaching me. That's what this system is giving me is a way for me to feel supported a way for that structure to lay that foundation. It makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, you look at it and it's like, duh. Like for instance, like, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a one degree Virgo moon and Brit's my Virgo too. She's Virgo sun. Right. And so. No, I'm Virgo. I'm Virgo rising. Rising, rising. Yeah. And so we're always taught, like we're the two of us call each other geeking out on systems. She's like, Hey, can you help me with, uh, creating those ClickUp systems for uh, cyclical living. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude, bring it on. Like, this is, so like, this is my jam. But you're, but you're the, you're the expert in that area. I can see <laughs> it's fun. So in my brain functions, I just, I, we compartmentalize and, you know, if you can start compartmentalizing when you create by understanding your cycle, for instance, like right now I'm on my moon. And so like, I'm not going so hard to the paint cause I'm like purging and releasing a lot right now. So that makes sense when I'm ovulating, that's when I'm going to create like my content. Cause I'm like on fire, like I'm feeling good. And, um, so that's how I, that's what like me taking this month off of social media, you know what I mean? I'm choosing to reset myself so that I can start planning accordingly, because if you can have these systems, um, understood and set up ahead of time, I mean, of course you can implement them anytime, but if you have this awareness, like, and you jump on it now and you start to um, adapt and adjust, it's going to make things like flow a lot smoother. Yeah. And we've been, the world has been dictated by the 
masculine hormonal structure. Mm -hmm. If you go back in cycle history, um, men used to write about cycles. Men (laughs) used to write about cycles. I get that, you know, when I'm bleeding or not, but you don't know anything else. Like really, you can understand it from an intellectual space because you read a textbook. Now that we have textbooks or things like that, we have, you know, a lot more, a lot more literature. Um, But when you look as far back, men used to write about cycles. And when you look at Mm -hmm. the world we live in, I mean, it's dictated by the men's um, hormonal system, which is 24 hours. So their hormones repeat every 24 hours. That's why they can get up and do the thing and produce the thing and do it every single day. And it doesn't really phase them. Whereas you put a woman into that space and, you know, she's on day 26 of her cycle it's no wonder why women are literally crippled with anxiety or doubt or fear or like a, a deep sense of like unworthiness because they don't feel unmotivated or they don't feel motivated. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like they can completely slay the day away, you know, and they don't yeah. have the capacity to produce that linear, like strategic way of being because their, their beings not meant to be doing that. You know, we're meant to be doing something completely else that leverages then that next phase, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what would you say? What would you say? Because like, for instance, my cycle is around like 30 to 32 days usually. Um, so, you know, I've my cycle has been up and down, but I also was navigating through a lot of stress, a lot of times like with uh, my nervous system after being struck by lightning and working through a lot of trauma. So what would you say to um, those who are like, oh, I want to start planning, but like mine isn't an average like 28 day cycle. You know what I mean? Like that's something that I've always been curious about because it's either like women that have like endometriosis and I know you're not a doctor or anything, but like someone who studied this, you know what I mean? What do you say to, to the woman who maybe not have like a quote unquote normal um, cycle yeah. in that sense. Well, your, your cycle is normal. Um, the only time it's not normal is if it's too short or way too long, that's just an indication mm-hmm. of, and it's not that it's not normal. It's an indication that, you know, mm-hmm. booking in with a naturopath or a doctor of some sort to actually do a whole panel to see what's happening with your mm-hmm. hormones and the actual, like what's, what is actually truly happening with your estrogen, your testosterone, your progesterone, your cortisol, mm-hmm all of these different hormones, um, it's important to then get tested. But between, here's the thing is 28 days, I've had to play with this word in our branding and everything because 28 days, um, a lot of women are at 30 to 32. And Mm -hmm. that's because each phase, it's not like, okay, you're switching over, you're ovulating now. Yes, you will have that switch over, but that might be on day 10 for you and day 13 for someone else. Or, you know, um, your bleed time might be three days where someone's natural rhythm is five days, um, you know, or up to seven days, like three to seven days is a very um, healthy bleed time. And, and then what's the consistency? What's the actual like texture? Like what's actually it look like, feel like, and what is it like? That's actually going to be an indicator of your health. So for 32 days, that that's the brilliance of doing this work is that you want, you already track your cycle, right? You already know your rhythm. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know your rhythm, we teach women how to actually start tracking their cycle. 
so that you can better understand your cycle, whether it's 28 days, 29, 32. If it's like 45, you know, our recommendation is either going to be working with our, our resident um, like a health coach or, um, you know, teacher in our, in our space or to, you know, who, who you work with right now, who's your support system right now that you can Mm -hmm. go and talk to. If your cycle's coming every 15 days, well, yeah, that's going to be an indication of actually something happening hormonally where, Mm -hmm. um, and it's like for postpartum, you know, your hormones, it's, it takes a while for them to get back into the rhythm of, you know, having that cycle again, because depending on if you're breastfeeding or, you know, how your pregnancy went, all of these different things. And so it's really important to start tracking your cycle if you don't know your cycle yet and then understand, mm-hmm. okay, I'm at 32 days and like, I, I'm feeling great through this 32 days. Um, each month might be a little bit different. Like it might be a bit more. And it may adjust sometimes, like sometimes it wants to be on a new moon. Sometimes it wants to be on the full moon too. I mean, or maybe in between on the waxing waning, but that's also sometimes your body adjusts because it can, you know, they call it your moon for a reason. Like you're purging either something and releasing heavy too. So there can be a fluctuation in that sense as well. Huge life, you know, life moments, like for yourself being Mm -hmm. hit by lightning, you know, or a woman going through, through labor. Like there's these life moments that are going to drastically impact your, your hormonal rhythm. And Mm -hmm. it's what you do though, within the month and have stress. Yeah. It literally can just be like stress is, yeah, it can be daily stress. It could be that your 24 hour um, cycle actually impacts your 40 or your 28 day. So what happens, what you're doing in your 24 hours, if you're just like, you know, going from the moment you wake up to the moment that you go to bed, which is often AKA motherhood, I feel like. Like me always going, Um, but it's finding the, it's finding the stillness within those going moments um, that impacts your 28 day, 30, 32 days, your, your actual, your, your, you know, four phase Mm -hmm. cycle. I usually call it a four phase cycle because I mean, the length of time doesn't really matter unless it's too long or too short, but Um, yeah, it's very common. Um, every 13 moons, my moon would switch. So it would be on the new moon or the full moon. Um, there's theories of like when it's best to be on it, but for, for me, it's like, no, 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 no. Like (laughs) it, that actually has stuff for you to, to learn and understand, Mm -hmm. but just because you're bleeding on the new moon or the full moon doesn't mean you're not in rhythm. Right. Right. It, It doesn't, it just shares with you what you can work on and what you can see mm-hmm. and what is going to be illuminated through the shadow or through the light, right? What, mm-hmm. what is that space? Uh, right. Mm-hmm. So clearly there's so much to learn and that's why Brittany created cyclical living. Mm-hmm. And what are you, when are you opening the doors? What's going on? Cause the doors are open Yeah. as this podcast comes out. The doors are open. So we have um, Cycle Your Business Masterclass, which is going to be a live masterclass around really getting to know this work and what does your cycle look like? How do you start working with it? And how does it really apply to your business? Because one of the big questions we get is that, amazing, I know my cycle is important for pregnancy, or I know my cycle is important for 
like general health, right? Like people know the connection and we often get referred like, oh, you know, you want to be ovulating because ovulation just makes babies. Well, no, ovulation has like an entirely different space to it. And like, you don't need to focus on your ovulation because you're, if you don't want to have babies, like you still need Mm -hmm. to focus on your ovulation. You're, you're a woman that, and if you identify with bleeding and that's identification, it's really important. Um, so we have a masterclass all around, like, how does it actually impact your business? What does this look like in your business? How to start tracking and really the three-part framework that we share around um, starting that journey and how to leverage a growing business with your cycle for optimal productivity and energy and support in this harmonious way of operating that isn't about produce more out of this like masculine kind of paradigm of like produce more, produce more, produce more, get more out, get more out to burn out. Right. It's Mm -hmm. it's produced more by leveraging something that's already inside of you. Society just has kind of said shush to it. Right. It's like, no, just deal with your painful period, take the pill and you're a woman now. And that's it. Like that's some women's journey is here's a Mm -hmm. pill. Here's a tampon. This is just your initiation into being a woman. Deal. Welcome. And (laughs) deal with it. And no one talks about it. Whereas we um, invite women to reinitiate themselves and to walk through a process of really healing their journey with, with their cycle, because it's often wounded and disconnected. Mm. So we work with that connection space as well as really pairing your, your actual cycle um, and what to place when in your business so that you can, you can reach these goals and you can share that mission. Um, and that's why it feels so much bigger than the brand that I used to have is it's like, mm-hmm. to me, it's a movement. The, of- the evo- it's the evolution of your brand. It's still a part of you. <laughs> it's the evolution of my brand. It just feels like, you know, we are about to, we, we are about to, you know, um, solidify all of these things. And one of my clients, um, that worked with me years ago, she messaged me and she goes, Brit, I just had this huge moment and I needed to message you to share about my cycle and how I've just noticed these things happen. I'm like, mm. why aren't you teaching about this? And I was like, Whoa, I was like, thank you. You know, beloved beings that, cause I was like, literally I'm lo- like, I'm about to like click go. <laughs> Mm. And it's just that, that like women are waking up, they're raising their hands and they're going, I'm done with this paradigm of produce, produce, produce in this Mm -hmm. archetype where they've been so disconnected with them. And they're really looking for a way to, to be able to fulfill their missions that are so big and like to lead but to lead in something that's energy giving and that's well it's a boundary right it's it's like ultimate it's like a it's like um it's a hormonal way to cultivate boundaries in that sense of like you know what will you create during this time what are you choose how are you choosing to honor yourself and i think that's the bigger piece i think is just boundaries have been such a big buzzword but yeah this is being with this awareness you're able to cultivate better boundaries as to how you are going to strategically set up your business mm-hmm. 
And so, uh, but yeah, the doors are open. If you want to learn more, yeah. visit the show notes and you can click on and join Brittany with this. Um, but we do need to wrap up. So <laughs> I want to, because we can talk all day, um, <laughs> which we we have done in the past. So I'm not, you know, I, I know how Brittany and I get, we just keep talking. <laughs> Sometimes we're on the phone for a long time, but um, I want to wrap up with, um, because there's so much information that I want people to also embrace uh, with uh, Cycle Your Business that's really coming through as well. So question, I want to do lightning round question. Fun. You know how this is my favorite. I love to be on the spot. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Ready? Boom. What does sovereignty mean to you? Mm. To me, it's it's a reclam a reclamation. <laughs> a reclamation. That's what I came up with this time. A reclamation of really just owning ourselves. And by owning ourselves, we need to lead ourselves. So mm. that's that's the space for me is like when I'm I'm being discerning in myself of what I want and I'm being unapologetic for it because I know that it's gonna serve in the greatest form when it's coming from that mm-hmm. space and it's a recommendation. Oh my gosh, a recommendation. I'm creating dictionary words here. Today. <laughs> what do you, think? you hear that Webster? <laughs> I love it. Amazing. Okay. So what would you say is your greater intention? My greater intention mm-hmm. is for your sacred why. My sacred why is for women to break this paradigm and to stand up even greater in themselves and go like, we're doing this because this is actually how we're meant to be living. Our, my why mm. is women raising their hands and going no more of this, this bullshit way of trying to run a business. I love it. <laughs> what would you say to younger Brittany? Mm. Be more compassionate with yourself. Mm. I love that. Where can we find more of you? At cyclical.living on Instagram or Brittany C. Reed as well on Instagram. With an A, Brittany with an A. Oh yeah, sorry, two T's and an A. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many ways to spell Brittany. You have to Uh, clarify that one. Yeah. Brittany with two T's and A and um, C read or cyclical dot living um, specific to cycles. And those are the main areas that I'm, I'm at. And then our masterclass that's cycle your business that's happening on March 23rd, it's going to be live and it'll be just such a beautiful space for people to really wake up to this deeper awareness, this deeper connection that's already been there. Um, Mm -hmm. Just kind of lost and shoved away. (laughs) Hmm. And what last little nugget of wisdom would you like to share? Mm. Your pussy has power. <laughs> yes. I love it. Powerful. Here for it. Yeah. No, your cycle is, you know, just really lead with curiosity um, in your life and what's really pulling you. And I think if if you've really um, been growing a business and you're avoiding the systems and strategies, become curious around why there is um, this resistance around your feminine, you know, resisting um, a structure and a flow that will support you. Um, I think that's something just to become curious about because as our Virgos really understand, they're just so supportive. And I can't imagine 
being able to be this connected with myself without the support um, that I have so that I can carry on my life's mission and also being a mom and staying in touch with myself and being able to connect with myself daily. So I just would encourage you to really devote yourself to understand if you are resisting it, you know, where is that resistance coming from? I'm happy for you to DM me and we can tab up too. <laughs> I love that. Thank you, Brittany, for going there with me and for being so transparent and open about your journey of motherhood, your journey as being a mompreneur and how you're choosing to be integrous with the calling that in the the calling that you've answered and really sharing your wisdom and your experience and your journey to be helping so many other women uh, navigate through the highs and lows, the challenges, the ups and downs, everything that comes with not only being human, but being a woman and navigating through this uh, evolutionary world. And, <laughs> and I just appreciate you. And again, thank you for going there with us today. And um, to anyone who's listening, if you do want to learn more about um, Cycle Your Business, please check out the show notes. Make sure you tag our message, Brittany and I, if you have any questions. Um, and just know that the Lone Wolf Days are over and you are extremely supported. And just continue to trust this process, continue to embrace the truth that the Lone Wolf Days are over and you have the power to create the business and life that's actually integrous and aligned to the cycles of you. And so we have to understand that there's so much information, there are so many resources out there and implementing these resources allows you to really show up and to be of service and really unleash your medicine. So thanks again, Brittany, you're the best. And uh, I'm really uh, grateful for you and so pumped about the work that you're doing right now. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me back onto the space and whether it's on the live or I'm on Instagram, figuring out the definition to reclamation, <laughs> I will have an answer. Perfect, <laughs> so perfect. You and this platform that you have. So thank you for inviting me back. And yeah, I'd love to, if you do come on the masterclass, please tell me in the chat box that you've come from the podcast. I love knowing where my, um, where people come from. So hell yeah, here for yeah. it. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll be seeing more of you soon. Take care. Thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcast. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam. Satnam.